We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Book two. Little Red was a tender young morsel, and the wolf knew she would be even tastier than the old woman. It's the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. Episode 38 is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Thank you. <laughs> now you say who you are. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Amy. I'm Bethany. I'm Ashley. <laughs> and today we are joined by our special guest, Amy Hall. Welcome back. Hi. <laughs> nice to be back. Uh, Miss Becca is taking a much-needed and well-deserved vacation. So in the meantime, Amy's going to come in for a few episodes and share her lovely opinion. Yep. Happy to do it. (laughs) So I haven't seen you in two weeks. This is true. Miss Ashley, how are you doing? I'm sore. You're sore. (laughs) I've been going to the gym more frequently. I started before the new year, actually. Um, I got really sick, and so I had to stop for about a week and a half and then continue. That is really sick. A week. Oh, that's right. You couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe at all. A week and a half is a long time. And then I couldn't record with you guys because I was sick as well. Yeah. yeah it, it was awful. Mm. Um, I'm still having some breathing problems, but I have allergies now, apparently. And yeah, so I've been getting at the gym. I did leg day today. Nice. Miss <laughs> Bethany, how are you doing today? I'm good. Tell I, us more. Tell us more. I had an altercation at Walmart. That reminds me why I usually go to Target. <laughs> I was at Walmart. I was at Walmart. I'm buying some things. And I was walking down one of the aisles that I guess is a little bit more narrow because, you know, they put those, um, they put things in the middle of the aisle now for you to buy. Mm-hmm. Yay. Yay. And I just got, you know, caught in one of the congested moments and someone was impatient and shoved past everybody and shoved right into my shoulder. So I kind of just stood there like this for like 20 seconds, and then I just went. I was luckily right by the pharmacy, so I just went where they had this little blood pressure machine, and I just sat down for a second, and I, I like caught my breath, and I was like, I think I'm done shopping. I'll do the rest another day. <laughs> like, I left. Yeah, that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm good. Otherwise, I started my internship. It's been great. I love getting to be at the library and spend all day with kids in the library. I got to help some children. They're not children. I keep forgetting that. Uh, they are young adults. They're not even young adults yet, but because they don't. I guess preteen. <laughs> yeah. Right. Teens. They're Teen. They call it middle school down here where I'm from. We say junior high school. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> junior high. Yeah. Mine yeah. was a middle school. Was it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we were junior. I mean, you probably saw, right? Because my plaques even say junior high yeah. school. Yeah. We yeah. were yeah. junior high school. We were junior high, too. Yeah. yeah. So Must be a northern school. thing. <laughs> it could be, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's from Illinois, too. Oh, well, that's Ill- true. But I'm from... Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they're really great. I've been having a lot of fun. Michelle, my supervisor, has been wonderful. She has only been the media center specialist there for a year, and the center is already vastly different and improved than it was before. Yay. She won an award for Teacher of the Year, which was wonderful and well-deserved. And it's been a lot of fun getting to be there and work with everybody, and I get to help them 
I helped like 10 people write argumentative essays, which I'm great at. So that's, <laughs> that's wonderful. When they ask for math help, I tell them to go elsewhere. Uh, but I can help if you're writing a paper. That's fine. <laughs> So how are you? We haven't had you on the show in uh, a few weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. So I see um, you all the time. Yeah. But Ashley hasn't seen you in a while, right? <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen you in a long time. Yeah. Since, since last year. Oh, wow. <laughs> really been a year? <laughs> well, not a year, but like... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I totally got it. Yeah. You, you're, you're the person that would fall for have a nice trip see you next fall. <laughs> Global's right on the show. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, yep. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Tis my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've been working a lot at smoothies and things and just getting ready to move, really. I, Nick's uh, thing opened up at the beginning of February, so we're, he put in for all the bases that he wants to go to after this, and now it's just a waiting game until June. Oh, then you're gonna leave me I all know. alone. I know. Who am I gonna hang out with? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be by myself. You <laughs> never hang out with me. I'm the worst. I really. Every don't. time I invite, even this weekend, <laughs> I knew you forgot this weekend. Because I hadn't heard from you all day, and I was like, I feel like if she was coming over today, she would have texted me. Oh, yeah. And so That's I was like, worst. I better text her. And then I was like, and then you said you couldn't be there, and I was like, yeah, see? I'm the worst. If I don't put it on my calendar, I don't remember it. I'm sorry in advance. Well, the problem is, like, what was it? I asked you about it, and you were like, oh, I make plans, like, a month in advance. Because you get really busy. And I was like, okay, well, we'll schedule this one for three weeks. And you were like, perfect. And then I think you just completely forgot for three weeks. And then I was like cool, we're going to do this thing tonight. And you were like, nobody remembers what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, the worst. I really am. If I don't put it in my calendar, I don't remember. I'm so glad. Don't you feel bad, because I'm that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm crazy. I have, like, four different binders and calendars and planners, because otherwise I can't handle my life. <laughs> I have all of that. Don't use it. <laughs> don't use it. I have it all. I, have I a, mean to do it, but I, I forget have, to write it down. Seen I my forget little, to use uh, it. I double book it's awful yeah, I don't do that but you guys have seen my little list pad right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I fill that out every morning and I can't go to bed until everything on that See, list is successful done successful people do this I am not you can be successful without doing that so Ashley and you are both very successful people and you don't do that don't everybody do stays organized I in different ways you stay in my husband's room right like, yes we all have different ways of staying organized yeah, you've seen my sewing room so yeah. you understand yeah. how yeah which is like Quentin's room yes Yes, but you guys know where everything is, and that's yeah. what makes it organized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Because it makes sense for us. Like, you know, you don't you don't put the uh, polyacrylic near the, I don't know, fabric. <laughs> Definitely not, because that would be, my husband would, would, I would throw hands at him. Right. Use hands, he'd catch them. Knock it over and get it everywhere. <laughs> oh, I would fight. No lie. I would fight. I would. Get down here so I can slap you in the face. <laughs> Give me my steps to <laughs> You put this too high. You put it in the wrong spot. You don't have that problem. You are taller than Nick. You could slap him around if you wanted to. We do not condone violence or spousal abuse. This is all in jest. Yes. Just making that clear to anyone listening. This is all in good fun. Please do not harm your partner or other people in your life. Public, this has been a public service announcement from Prince Kaifen and Todd. Unless you are a professional fighter, like our boy. 
He's not going to beat up his girlfriend, I don't well, think. I'm just saying. I hope. I hope he doesn't beat up a girlfriend if he ever gets one. That's just saying. We'll find out. He's throwing <laughs> hands at other people in his life. We Yes. <laughs> We're doing, I we, can't use my left arm. They're so going all ninja style. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It felt more like, more like the robot. Yes. Like, yes, that was beautifully done. On- it was. You guys totally meshed on it. Uh, okay. So we're five seconds into the episode and we haven't talked about anything. <laughs> Last week we did our first ever topical episode. With the Disney Cinderella with Adapted for Your Viewing podcast host. And I had a lot of fun. So I hope everybody enjoyed getting to listen to that. And hopefully sometime we can have on for chapter discussion because she's a big Lunar Chronicles fan. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was a lot of fun because she's read Cinder. So we didn't just get to talk about Cinderella. We got to make a lot of comparisons between the two stories. And that was a lot of fun. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the biggest things that she mentioned that I never noticed was that... The Duke was a reflection of the king in the same way that Torin is a reflection of the emperor. And otherwise, they have almost nothing else in common. But, like, the king is kind of crazy and overwhelming and, like, super dramatic and caricature. And so is the Duke. He's crazy and overdramatic. And, yeah, Torin is the epitome of respectable diplomat as was the emperor. So that was a really good point that she made that I thought. And she made a lot of really good points. So if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to episode 37. It was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And we'll have more topical episodes in the future. That was just our first one. Man on Friday! Which we haven't done because I didn't do it on our topical episode. So yeah, we've got two this week. we got two this week. Yeah. And this first one is a lovely, very lovely Sybil Mira. Um, I just want to say I love the hair, but before we get there, it's submitted <laughs> from Queen Lunatic. Lunartic. Lunartic. Pardon me. On Instagram. <laughs> and thank you so much for reaching out and messaging us directly. And this is from the 14th of February. So happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> this is our Valentine to you. Mm-hmm. And I also have to say, I actually really like the signature on it and how it's done close by the arm instead of, like, the traditional oh, manner. Yeah, down in the corner. Down in the corner. Yeah. yeah, I like when they do stuff like that. Really, everything about this is great. Mm-hmm. I love the detail on her coat. I was just about to mention yeah, that. Yeah, I was just going to say that, too. Like, like the she's not just her wearing coat. her coat. You yeah, can see, see the, the design. And, and the bell shape, like it was described in the book. And, mm-hmm. yeah. And her hair kind of looks like it's blowing in the wind. And, and see, I, I, was she described in the book as wearing, like, uh, pants and stuff like that? Like yeah, a, she was yeah. described as wearing, like, a, a type of cloak with bell-shaped sleeves. And was it dark pants? I think it was dark pants. It was dark pants. Okay. Well, you know what? Cinder's over there. Cinder's yeah. over there. You guys talk about the picture. I will try to find <laughs> yeah. her description. No, it's just been a while since I've read the Cinder book, and I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, I have a habit of reading stories, and then, like, I, I read the detail, and then I decide, oh, no, I don't like that. So my brain <laughs> makes up what I want it to be. Like, for Thorn, I thought that he, like... <laughs> He's not red-haired, but for some reason in my brain, he's a redhead with freckles. <laughs> or how Dr. Erlons does not have a mustache, but in my brain he does. Yeah. <laughs> she has a mustache. And, like, Lavana's always in, like, this dress, and she's got her hair tied back in my head, you know? Like, she's just, like, this regional queen. Yes. Type kind of thing. Yes. But I like that. That is a really good... 
So the description of Sybil is on page 108 of Cinder, if anybody wants to go look it up. Pathometers to the lunar crown. Exceptionally beautiful with waist-length black hair and warm honeyed skin. She wore the uniform befitting of her rank and title, a long white coat with a high collar and bell-shaped sleeves embroidered along the hems with runes and hieroglyphs that meant nothing to Kai. So I guess we don't know what her bottoms look like, but a long white coat, we have to assume it's going over some kind of pants, right? Well, short um, pants, and you want the contrast to make it look like a yes. stellar outfit. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, this is just perfection. She looks like a boss. I really like yeah. that it almost looks like she has shoulder pads. Did you guys notice that? Like they're like pointed shoulders. I, I love it. it. Looks, to me, it looks like there's actually like runic inscriptions on there. There is, yeah. Okay. And then I have to say that her face... I know, I was like, spot on. It made me think of that part of Harry Potter when he's like, does your mom always look like she has dung under her nose? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but this is absolutely beautiful, and a big thank you for sharing it and for making it for us. That that was a really sweet thing to do. Mm-hmm. I love that you can see, like, her cheekbone. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Every time I look at this, I think of something new I love about it. But, yeah, you can see that on our Instagram, our Facebook, and our website right now if you want to go check it out. It's absolutely beautiful. And you can follow Queen underscore Lunartic on Instagram. And, like I said, we have two this week. So this other one is from February 21st. It is by Like Draws, L-I-E-K-E dot Draws. On Instagram. And it is a wolf with his tomato. Yeah, this is a really nice picture. So, I mentioned it when I first saw it to Bethany, that it actually reminded me very much of our chapter that we're reading, and so I really like it for that reason, specifically. Because it goes right along with what we're reading about. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's perfect timing. Yeah. Perfect timing. I also I really like his ears. His ears. Yeah. I, like his ears. <laughs> I love how much detail there cool. is in this picture, and I mm-hmm. love the way he's staring at the tomato like it's a, like... I don't know, like, it's the happiest thing thing he's ever seen in his life. (laughs) I mean, okay. And the bandages. The bandages, the scars, the... It looks like he's a little scruffed up, but not... You know, like, some of it you can tell is a scar, some of it you can tell is temporary. I really like the shadowing on his shirt and in his hair. Yeah. When I draw, that's hard for me. Shadowing is not an easy thing for me to do at times. It can be difficult. It can be very difficult to deal with. When I was in art class, um, when I was a junior in high school, I had two weeks that we learned how to properly shade things. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't progress until you got it completely right. Mm -hmm. And so it took me four weeks. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There was this one picture my art teacher made us do, and it had like four boats in a row, and it was on the shoreline. Oh my gosh! You don't you don't think about how difficult that is to get those boats to look like they are further away from each other and mm-hmm. get that angle just right in the shadows of those things. It was so hard. <laughs> All the more impressive that this is like pencil and paper. Mm-hmm. I really really like this one a lot, and I think what I like most about it is that at first glance it seems simple. Like, just a guy with a tomato. But if you sit there and you actually look at it for a second, you can see a lot of the detail about the character that we have. Like we mentioned before, the ears, the scars, the way that his face, like, the, he's got cheekbones and a stenciled chin. Mm-hmm. You know, his hair's kind of messy, uh, shaggy brown. His fingernails, did you notice how pointed they are? Yeah, they did. Yeah, he yeah. looks like claws. And, and it's not just a picture of a character named Wolf. 
it's got all these features that make him look like who he is. And his face looks like it could be terrifying, but look at his smile. He's so soft and yeah. gentle. And he's not holding, about he, tomato. <laughs> he's holding his tomato that he loves more than anything in the world, it seems like. And <laughs> I just thought this was beautiful. Get yourself a guy that looks that looks at you like Wolf looks at tomatoes. <laughs> That's all I got. Yes. Or girl, get yourself a significant otter. Yes. There you go. Yes. <laughs> there you go. So a big thank you to Like Draws, L-I-E-K-E dot Draws. For sharing that with us. And you can follow them on Instagram. And you can see their artwork from February 21st on our Facebook, our Instagram, and our website. We have a correction from Cinder. At the beginning of Scarlet, we had talked about how Cinder must have escaped because the guard had left the door open and then it talked about in Scarlet how Cinder escaped. How did Cinder talk the guard into escaping if the door had already been open? The door was not what was left open. The grate to communicate with the guard is what was left open. So that's how she got out because she was able to glamour him. So Mm -hmm. I apologize. We've been talking about this for like 11 chapters and we just now noticed it. So (laughs) whoopsies. (laughs) We noticed it. We corrected it. There you go. Yes. (laughs) I want to say a big thank you to the 14 people so far who have given us feedback on the podcast. It's very much appreciated. And we are working to improve some of the things that were recommended to us. Some of the things I want to point out that were mentioned more than once was to do more chapters per episode. We have tried that. It does not work. We end up rushing through the information and leaving things out. And that that takes away from us, from us and what we're trying to do. And even sometimes when we just do two chapters, it feels like we're rushing, which is why there's some episodes that only cover one, one chapter. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason why we don't rush through all the chapters and why we don't do, I think someone suggested five to ten an episode. It's just too, we have too much to yap about, you guys. (laughs) We have a lot of tangents. We have a lot to say. Another one was, are we going to do more contests and more giveaways? And yes, we are going to do them at the moment. The way Patreon works is a little iffy. I haven't actually started making money from it yet. It's still in the process of costing money, but it will eventually end when we get a better funding and maybe some sponsors, then we'll do a lot more giveaways. Less housekeeping. We kind of can't avoid the housekeeping. It happens in every podcast. However, what I'm going to do from now on is, and you might have already noticed this in some of the episodes, in every episode we get show notes. In the show notes, I will put at the beginning... Chapter discussion starts at timestamp, and then you can just fast forward to that timestamp. If you don't want to hear us catch up, read reviews, and talk about fan art, that's fine. Just fast forward. Feel free to go straight to chapter discussion. That's why I'll put that on there for you. And then that was pretty much all of it. I had a lot of people that said really nice things, so I'm going to go ahead and read those because I like when people say nice things. So someone, basically everybody said they love us, but there were a couple really nice things. I love listening. The discussion is so real and deep. You bring up things I never even think about. I really appreciate how much work you guys put into everything and how much Bethany does for the Patreon and how she interacts so much with everyone on Instagram. She even gave me a shout out on Instagram when I reached 300 followers. So first of all, you're very welcome. I try very hard to do that on Instagram. I don't always get everybody, so I'm really sorry. But if you ever reach any milestone on Instagram, I try really hard to share it to our story and congratulate everybody. I am not good with technology, so I don't even know how you do it. So. It's honestly, honestly, 
running the Instagram is one of the things that takes the most amount of weekly time Mm -hmm. because we have so many followers, which makes me really happy. But looking through 640 followers every day is a lot. Mm -hmm. But if I don't, I might miss something like that and not offer, not have the opportunity to congratulate someone who really deserves it. So Mm -hmm. if I do miss it, I'm sorry, please reach out to me because I will be more than happy to share your success on our Instagram and give everybody a shout out. Ashley, do you want to read this one? Yeah. I just want to say how much I appreciate the obvious research and thought that goes into all of this. For the Instagram posts to the Patreon and the episodes themselves, you can tell it's a labor of love with meticulous planning behind it all. You would choose the one that has all of the big words for me. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I was but, just like, that one looks long. Let's read it. Yeah, no, it's great. Thank you so much for that. I love it. Yeah. I, li- I like all the big words. I'm just sometimes a stumble. Yeah. Well, you're tired, and that happens. I'm so tired. We got a lot of people that said a lot of really nice things, so I just, I really want to say thank you for that. You can read this one, Ashley. Okay. I don't see any big words in there except Canadian. Oh, oh that's, that's pushing it, huh? That's pushing it. All right. I love how you shout, how you shout out to all those that get back to you. It's clever and thoughtful. And this is not a criticism or dislike in any way, but I found it strange how flippantly you talk about guns the last couple of episodes i'm very canadian lol (laughs) but again not a criticism it actually makes me think more about the subject and cultural differences which in turn is another like for me hearing about your personal lives makes me ponder the different nuances and culturality culturally culturally accepted norms thank you bethany (laughs) of different countries and places and it makes it personal like i know you I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's also about... I really like that one. I like that one a lot. Because I I don't ever think about, you know, the people... Different people that have never been raised around guns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's great, too. Like she said, she's very Canadian. It makes me think of that episode of uh, How I Met Your Mother where they're harping on... Robin and making fun of her for being Canadian and she's like you guys are deeply divided on every real issue you have the number one cases of handgun violence oh my gosh what is it there's a couple things but it's really funny I'll share it to our Instagram is what I'll do (laughs) there you go so just a big thank you to everyone who took the time to fill out the survey and say all these nice things because you really did and we really appreciate it and that survey is actually still up on our website our Instagram our Facebook everywhere so please if you don't mind it takes like maybe a minute and a half so and a lot of it is multiple choice so if you just want to do the multiple choice and write like none for the rest of it the short answer stuff you'll get done with it in seconds so a big thank you for all of that and then we also have a new review (gasps) it's been a while it has been a while so this one is canada apple podcast it's five stars and it's from danny ski and it's says, uh, great listen, never really read the books, but definitely more interested in reading them after listening to this podcast. I love the fan art saying that you guys did in the episode I listened to. Keep it up. Peace sign. No, that's a rock on sign and a giant smiley face. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then we got a listener email, which I'll go ahead and let Amy read. Okay. Hi there, guys. I've just finished listening to Cinder in the podcast, and I totally enjoyed it from the beginning to start, especially when Sassy Cinder was mentioned. I have never thought of her as sassy. For me, Cinder, always super sarcastic with everyone, and also insecure around Kai. Thanks to you, now I have a new image of her. I love Sassy Cinder. As I'm finishing Cinder, I want to step forward for Torn. Yeah, he was super 
irrespective with Kai telling him, you're embarrassing yourself. He was under a lot of pressure too. He is the advisor of an emperor. He also needs to know when Kai is being selfish. Maybe it was not the way, but it was necessary. Anyway, I'm excited for starting Scarlet tomorrow morning. I wanted to know what Becca and Ashley think of Hubby Thorn. It's what I've been waiting for since Bethany said she loved him. I love the podcast. Keep with the amazing work, girls. I'm looking forward for the collaboration with another podcast. It would be awesome to find sometimes there's history. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I read that wrong. <laughs> yes. I'm from Mexico. So if Bethany needs help with her Spanish class, I'd be more than happy to help. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yes. And that's four giant hearts from yeah. Andrew. So thank you, Andrew. I'm done with Spanish, but I still appreciate the offer. Big thank you to Andrew for sending that to us. I'm going to answer your question. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He did ask Up that. to this point, I think he's goofy. You think, yeah. He's very goofy and very, like, al- I don't want to say aloof, but kind of aloof. And kind like of, yeah. Head in the clouds type of guy. He's, he's carefree. He's really carefree. Yeah. And I feel like he's, like, very American as well. So, yeah. That's how I feel up to this point about All him. we need is um, hot dogs with mustard and, and uh, Budweiser, and we're as American as possible. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so good right now. I'm so hungry. I'm so- my, my neighbor, she's German, and she lives down the street and she goes she said that that was one of the things like she had to adjust when coming here and dealing with American housewives and stuff like that is that they don't like we make plans and we're much more aloof with our plans and stuff oh, oh yeah you know, it's that. And she's, sure let's do it much more structured for her. <laughs> we go with the flow it's already 8 30 let's move on mm-hmm. all right so big thank you to Andrew for sending that to us and remember you can send us any emails you like this message came to us through our website, so remember that that is an option. There's a little contact button, there's a picture of a moon, and you can type whatever you want and send it to us, and I'll read it. So uh, No lie, I've totally used that. <laughs> I think I have. Yes, well, you sent it testing this is Ashley and then a <laughs> smiley face, and I was like, yeah, it works. <laughs> I've totally done it too, so. All right, are we getting into the chapter? Let's next? get into the chapter. Okay. We started book two. So we're starting with chapter 11, book two. Last week, we... Had some fun with Cinder and Thorn in the sewers, but the last time we saw Scarlet was actually in chapter eight, and she was watching Wolf fight, and he took off into the night, and then we we heard something howl at a moon. Which, if you follow me on Instagram, you recently heard Beowulf howling, so maybe I should share that this week. You should. should. Did you guys see that? Yes, I did. (laughs) The sirens went off, and Beowulf was eagle. So, when the sirens go off, Beowulf sings with them, so, and he matches pitch pretty well, so, it's like a duet. Um, Life with the beagle. Yes. Right? So, we start out the chapter with cooking eggs. Delicious. And even when it's just cooking eggs, Marissa Meyer manages to keep the imagery pretty... Yeah, I was listening to the audiobook earlier today, and I was like, man, I just want some fried eggs now. Like, I just, it sounded so good. Yes. I just put, oh my god, yum. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Right. That's all it I made me really hungry while I was reading it, and I think the first time I read it, it was like 6.30 in the morning, and I was having coffee, and I was like, I think I'm going to have some eggs. Yeah. I'm going to get some eggs and some, uh, I have green peppers and onions, so I know what I'm making. Well, and then you can just hear, like, I could hear the the popping. The popping, the popping of I the oil. I could kind of feel her, like, shaking yeah. a little bit. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, sometimes when you're cooking eggs, you kind of mess with it with the spatula, even though you don't need to, and yes. you're just kind of waiting for it to yes. bubble the right way so you can flip it. And I can totally see her just, like, standing at the oven, and, like, she's got all this inner monologue going on in her head, yeah. she's thinking about everything, and you can just tell, like, she's just waking up in the morning, and she's going through everything that she saw at the fight, and yeah. stuff like yeah. that, replaying stuff in her head. Which is also a nice breakfast. way for Marissa Meyer to kind of catch us up, because we haven't seen her since mm-hmm. Chapter 8, yeah. so it's kind of a reminder of... This is the very next day for Scarlet. We've been with Cinder and Thorn and Kai and dealing with all of that. But for Scarlet, it's been just a few hours and she's having breakfast and dealing with all of this stuff with her dad coming home, being tortured and talking to Wolf and, you know. Yeah. Time warp. Like you're going back. Yeah. Just a little bit. (laughs) Because we have to assume all of this is somewhat simultaneously happening. Mm -hmm. So her dad's passed out cold after spending the entire night with whiskey and getting the impression dad's a bit of an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. No yeah. judgment. No judgment. Everything, like, it's a disease and it's hard to deal with. But mm-hmm. I definitely have a feeling he's a, an alcoholic. But he's um, getting, oh, oh, she, I like that she pours every single bottle out. Into I, yeah, to, yeah. It's a little like expensive, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is her way of getting dad under control. Yeah. yeah she's yeah. like, you're not going to be in this house and out of control. Oh, I wrote that in my notes. That we get a quick recap of Scarlet's last chapter, which I wrote, this is such a good writing tool when you switch perspectives so frequently. <laughs> it is. It, really it is. is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Him constantly saying it wasn't me made me think of Shaggy. So, like, every oh, time yeah. I saw it, I was like, it wasn't me. Should you have me at the counter? It wasn't me. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is I read that earlier when I was going through getting ready for tonight. <laughs> I just listened to that song like yeah. two days ago. I started singing it randomly in the in the kitchen and made Alexa tell me sing it. Nice. Me. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so this scene in the kitchen is really, really, really simple, and it could easily be like just a throwaway filler. She's in the kitchen, but I think it's really easy to picture everything that's happening. Yeah. And I think it's a really nice moment with her, like, because I can hear the silence of her just standing there cooking and obsessing about what's been happening and kind of daydreaming as she stares off out the window. And then she, you know, it's it's this kind of stuff that I think sets Marissa Meyer apart from other authors, because she could have easily started the chapter with Scarlett was cooking eggs for breakfast and thinking about last night. And instead... We get to hear the popping of the eggs. We get to smell it. It's the same as, like, um, some of the stuff J.K. Rowling does. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have easily said they were just walking down the hallway of the castle, but why not describe the pictures on the walls? Why not describe the sound it makes when your feet hit the ground? Why not mm-hmm. talk about what it smells like or how damp the air is? Or yeah, It really provides more of a world building for the story. And I think that that is one of the things that sets apart good authors from, maybe not necessarily bad authors, but authors that don't focus so much on imagery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that tends to be the, the genre of books that I am drawn to. Same. And any kind of author that gives me an, a, math, a massive amount of detail. Yeah. I really dive into those books and I can't pull away from them because it's like I'm in the middle of a movie. Yeah, like in my brain, I'm I'm in a movie in my brain, and I can't stop. I need to see what the next episode is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that's exactly what these books are. You cannot put them down. I agree with that. That's the first time I read them. I couldn't put them down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I like had to put my. I actually did pull myself away from winter so that way I could see yes. it. I yes. like to savor things. And I'm really bad. This is this is goes for everything. I actually have a book that I need to finish. 
um, my Stormlight Archive books. So if anybody reads those, they're fun. They're great. They're great fantasies. Um, But I never finish anything because I want to savor it. And then when I actually get that feeling, okay, I can finish this now. It's like a spiritual thing that I finish it. It's like an accomplishment. It is. Yeah. It's a sense of accomplishment in a way that is rewarding. And sad. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's very sad for me. And so I get really like. It's like knowing that you finish a book that you can never read it again for the first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I get very sad. I do that with video games too. Yeah. I do it with, with TV series. Like, I I very slowly watch Pretty Little Liars because, it, honestly, it stresses me out. <laughs> so, it is so dramatic, you guys. I have not watched so, that one yet. <laughs> I started watching it many, many years ago when it started. I watched it with my little sisters. And, I, you know, the further away we lived from each other, the further away I got from the show. And then I saw that it was on Netflix and I was stuck on my couch for a week. So, I was catching up with all of it and I was like, oh, my God, I emotional ups and downs. Well, part of it I hadn't watched in years, and so I was watching it, and I was like, I almost need a recap, but I'm not about to go watch five seasons of this much drama. Yeah. But then I was thinking about it today. I talked to my sister because I finally finished it, and I was like, I kind of want to go watch it. I kind of want to go back to the beginning and watch it, but I also feel like I can't handle the stress right now. I remember when that came on the air. It was a while ago. It was a while ago. Yeah. I was in... High school, maybe? Probably. I think it came out in 2011. Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. Oh, wow. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. young. She's 26. I, I'm not that young. No, I'm she's not, not that young. Yeah. She's no, only like, I had graduated in 2005. Yeah. Okay. You know what? It's 333. Three, three. Number of the beast? No. No, 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 no. You and I are like... Like three and a half years apart. And you yeah. and I are three and a half years apart. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Because you're the same age as Quentin. Mm-hmm. Cool. That is weird. And Becca is... Becca is just a little bit older than me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Because that is weird. That's, <laughs> how, that's how I thought it was kind of cool, because I, I knew... Because Becca was talking about perfect strangers, and yes. I knew exactly what she was talking about, because I was like, yes, I get you. That is my... Best. I remember my cousin recording that and watching it. I totally get it. It's awesome. So Scarlett... She decides she's good at Google stuff. I love this. I love, the, I love all of the Googling that she does because... I really like when she gets down to, like, narrowing the terms. When, it's, yeah. when it goes from, like, when she's just, like, LSOP, dang, tattoo, dang, how about this, dang, all right, fine, wolf. Yeah. All right, that's a bit vague. <laughs> I did want to mention that like me with Google. forearm <laughs> tattoos didn't result with any of the stuff that we talked about a couple of I was going to say that, too. Because I was All like, it resulted oh, with, yep, but it didn't result with anything from the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. So I think we're correct in assuming that this world has completely forgotten about that travesty, which is really, really sad. It is, but it did, I liked that it... But you know what? It makes me wonder if that's how bad World War Four was. It could have been so bad. I mean, we talk about how much the population has dwindled. Yeah. Um, as well and as... And Kai made this big rant to Levana about how devastating the war had been to the, to the planet and all the countries, and it caused world peace. I mean, that's got to be a pretty bad one, right? Yeah. So, totally. yeah. So she searches LSOP, and I tried to search it. And all I got was a bunch of Marissa Meyer and Lunar Chronicle stuff. So it would have been interesting to see what it was like to search it when the book first got published and wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, huge on the internet yeah. yet. But now you're just going to get Marissa Meyer stuff. So I also wanted to mention that I liked that. And I mean, well, it's 
hard for us to understand that the Holocaust didn't pop up as a result. I liked the contrast that something very positive was there. The first year of peace. Yes. That I is really a nice contrast. It was it was balancing. Yes. So I because, thought that was really neat. Because this in this society, what we're assuming is that this war was so devastating that it eclipsed every other war that came before it. But what came out of that was world peace. And that's what people celebrate. And I think that that's kind of wonderful that she searches for this tattoo. And if you and I were to search right now for a forearm tattoo, we're going to get Holocaust victims and we're going to get sad. But she gets to have this moment where maybe she looks at it and sees everybody with their tattoos. You know, like how right after 9-11 there was a bunch of tattoos. Mm -hmm. Those make me happy to see those. Mm -hmm. So it has a very different reaction than the type of forearm tattoos that we would see with numbers and have. Yep. So it is a nice contrast. I I completely agree. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah. So this is what she searches. Tattoo LSOP. Then she searches forearm tattoo numbers, which she gets like first year of peace. And eventually she gets to the point where she can't find a damn thing. And so all she wants to do is search for the word wolf. Okay, that's a really broad search term. Yee. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if y'all read my notes. NST is narrow search term. BST is broad search term. It's a mm-hmm. library thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> that's a super broad term. Yeah. I typed in wolf and got pretty much what she did. A bunch of pictures of cute wolves and a bunch of pictures of scary wolves and then things about endangered species. So what did she find? Let's talk about that. I want to mention that my squadron is the red wolves. Yes, and my <laughs> husband prints wolves on his printer. He on does. His 3D printer. He does. I see them all the time. Yes. And they're awesome. They are awesome. Anyway, she's kind of obsessed at the moment and she starts looking. They have the Species Protection Act for wolves. Which is pretty cool. Still, so, wolves are an endangered species. Now, wolves Still. are not something I have had to deal with a lot because I grew up in Illinois where they have these things called coyotes, which are not cute. No, they're um, And they animals. will eat your cats and your dogs and your owls and anything they can get their sharp, pointy, terrifying teeth on, they will eat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You actually have a lot of issues with them and farm dogs in the Midwest. Yeah. Genetically enhanced honeybees. Does anybody want to talk about that? I wonder if this is how humans saved the bees from extinction, or is this just a throwaway line? What do you guys think? Uh, I, I bet it's probably that, uh, uh, the saving of the bees. Well, so bees are one of our biggest pollinators. Oh, yeah. Without are, bees, the whole planet would be... Would die. Yeah. There are other animals that do actually pollinate. Actually, yeah, wasps, butters, wasps, wasps do, butterflies, and things like that. But they're one of our, our big things. So if population dwindles a lot... And, um, we don't have, say, the Population resources. dwindles and the planet is devastated by a war. war. A way to re-establish the plant life. Is that what you're going for? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yay, you. I did I it. Got, I got really, like... <laughs> I did it. I saw the wheels turning yeah. and I was like, oh, I know where she's going. Yes. Yeah, that's, so that's a great point. We needed to genetic... If nothing else, maybe we needed to genetically enhance them because we needed the planet to come back faster. Yes. We need crops. We and need trees. We need oxygen. If it's nuclear, um, one of the ways that you can actually combat that, it takes us forever to do it, but planting sunflowers, actually. Which helps. is why Chernobyl is filled with sunflowers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it looks beautiful and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> um, I encourage everyone to just Google Chernobyl sunflower... That's it. Just tell me what happens. Hiroshima's like that as well. Yes. Yeah. And that's so 
having genetically enhanced bees that perhaps won't die because of that. That's a good point. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kiss your brain, Miss Ashley. I'm kissing it. Okay. (laughs) With both hands. So she Googles it, and she sees a gray wolf and wolves playing and cubs sleeping. That's so cute. Do you... I was going to read the paragraph about howling. Is that okay with you guys? I feel like if I... Honestly, I could read the whole thing, but I don't know if that's... I feel like I'm taking it too, too far. And this is on page 114. Wolves howl in order to gain the attention of their pack or send territorial warnings. Lone wolves who have become separated from their pack will howl in order to find their companions. Often, the alpha male is the most aggressive howler of the pack. His aggressiveness can be detected in his low-pitched, rough howls when he approaches a stranger. I have a dog that howls, and I don't think that that's any of the reasons why he howls. <laughs> so it must be a wolf thing and not a dog thing, because like I said, mine spent like a minute and a half howling with a siren the other day. Yeah. He also just howls. He talks. Yeah. Like him and my other dog will talk, and Scamp will be like, rrr, 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 and Bale will be like, <laughs> and that's just how they talk. Yeah. Uh, Molly doesn't do that. Molly doesn't bark very often unless someone's at the door. Like, oh, that's, that's about the only time. You and I, I can get... trade if you want to hear barking because Scamp yells anytime a mail truck even thinks about driving by. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like, try to get her to, to do stuff and she just, she won't do it. Yeah. She won't do it unless, like, things are too exciting. Like, if the kids are Things wrestling. are getting too spicy for yeah. the pepper. Yeah. She gets really <laughs> nervous because she's a herder. Yeah. So when... See, Scamp is a cattle dog, so I think that's part of why he talks more than he howls. Yeah, and she's a border collie mix. Yeah. So, like, she she sees roughhousing and that kind of thing, and she's getting in line. Yeah. That's not the way things are supposed to be, so she needs to nibble at everybody's little little shoulders and yeah. stuff. It hurts. She pinches. <laughs> Magnus, my mom's dog, used to nibble at us. Um, he he did it to me once, and he actually dropped me. Ooh. Oh gosh! And so I fell on him. Oh no! Because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't control it. I just right. fell back, and yeah, poor pupper. He oh. learned. He never did it to me again. But so our girl seems really tough, walking around with guns and not really giving a shit and mouthing off to everybody. But this thing about the wolf howling really spooked her. And I have to say, this is one of my favorite ways that young adult books include cursing. Because obviously young adults are going to say things like what we beep out all the time, but they can't put it in the books. So they'll, so they say sentences like saying things under their breath. I think she said, what do you guys think she said? Oh, sorry. I'm going to bleep that out. I think she said the S word. What do you guys think she said? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. And yeah. She does that, yeah. Three Zs. Three Zs? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the whole wolf search thing because it's forever long, but this is what, this is my summary. Wolves travel in packs of six to 15. There's an alpha male and a female and they lead the pack and they make all of the babies and all the other people take care of the babies and they have a hierarchy and they have to fight for positions and betas hunt and protect and omegas are the pack bitch. Did I summarize that okay? <laughs> I think you did a phenomenal job. <laughs> yes. So do we think any of these characteristics are why they call wolf wolf? I don't know if we have enough information. Yeah, so we don't know enough about him yet on why he got the nickname. We saw the way he fought, but that's really yeah all we saw. Yeah. We saw Bear Boy as well. And they didn't call him Bear, they called him Hunter. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
And there are a lot of other words you could use to describe a good fighter besides wolf. Yes. So, I mean, he definitely got carried away and and went In a scary way, yeah. Yeah, but that, that again, there are so many other predators in the world. It doesn't have to be a wolf that do, does that. Panther. Yeah. <laughs> Mountain lion. Jaguar. <laughs> so, wolf shows up, and it turns out he actually is pretty good with the animals because the chickens are not afraid of him. Mm. But Scarlet walks out of the house with her big-ass gun and is like, I'm not afraid of you. And he is like, well, I don't want you to be. Yeah. Which I, like I thought how, was really sweet. I like how cool, like, it was definitely a cute moment yeah for for me as the reader to to read him like you can just tell the smirkiness mm. uh, uh, like as it goes on between the two of them and how he's like oh yeah i'm totally not scared of you shooting me like <laughs> i know you're not going to just, oh yeah you better aim for the head instead yeah the chest <laughs> like telling her where to shoot him at I kind of got the vibe that he was like, I mean, you no harm. And he had his hands up by his head. and Yeah. yeah. But I like the part where it says the madness was gone. Mm-hmm. That that was really sweet. I want to mention that we get told after the madness from the fight was gone and the bruises on his face were nearly invisible. Fast healer? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Right? Because how is that possible? Well, so, I don't know about you guys, but I don't bruise easy. Oh, God, yeah, I bruise like crazy. I bruise really This is already crazy. bruising, if you can't tell, and that was, like, what, six hours ago? Yeah. Yeah. You poor thing. Yeah. I bruise super easily. I do, too. I hit my I hit my thighs all the time on the desks at work, and I don't I bruise, bruise so easily, I'm one of those people where I'm like, I don't even know where that came from. Yeah, I do that, too. Yeah. I get it from my mom. My mom does it. There are times when I, like, accidentally bump into corners of tables and stuff. Yeah, I'll end up with this gigantic bruise. Yeah, and it'll have, like, a mark in the middle mm-hmm. from where, where it bumped, it, bumped yep. it. And it didn't Been there. feel, like, hard enough to where it would leave that big of a bruise. But it does. Go, and it's like, whoa, wow, that... That does not look good. <laughs> I'm the same way. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, part of it is, like, it depends on your skin tone. Mm-hmm. And it depends on, like, your your body and your skin type. Because, like, even I mean, skins present in different ways in different people. Even just birthmarks are so different. My birthmark is so different from what most people consider a birthmark. Mm-hmm. But it's still a birthmark. Yeah. It's has a it's called a coffee stain. You can Google coffee stain birthmark. They're very common in my culture. Um, but like most people's birthmarks are giant moles or even like really small dark skin patches. But it's not like this. It's not like a patch. Mm-hmm. It's like a small shape of dark skin. Which I really want to get our DNA done because Ella has it, and I, I don't know. know where it came from. <laughs> I'm Jewish, Romanian, and Italian. Yeah. So well, all I know about things. our <laughs> all I know about our family history is that the majority of my family came from Germany. It's also very common in Middle Eastern cultures. Okay. A lot of it has to do with sunlight, and I am a sunlight person. I'm in the sun mm-hmm. every chance I get. So, but it's just everybody's skin presents in different ways. I also scar really easily. Mm, me too. I don't. As you can, like... If yeah, you, as you can tell with the your... The Band-Aid, when they removed the Band-Aid, it left a little mark. It's going to scar. It'll leave an actual scar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... My scar that I showed you guys earlier was two years ago, and it's almost completely healed. Oh, I have a biopsy scar, which anybody who's ever had a biopsy knows. They're not supposed to leave a scar, because it's supposed to be just this teeny tiny little needle. You can touch it. It's an actual wow. indent in my skin. If mm-hmm. you poke it, your finger will go in. There's mm-hmm. a scar there. It's kind of in the shape of a half moon. Go figure. It's themed from our book series. It is themed from our book series. 
do have scars that have never healed all the way. Right there. Yeah. Uh, you see those two little dots? That's from a bee sting when I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> this is, uh, see that little line? Mm-hmm. I ran into a metal ditch. Oh Literally, I was gosh. running in a ditch and I forgot to jump to get out of the ditch and just went right oh. into it. Ouch. Yep. This is from uh, the first time I tried to shave my legs by myself. Oh, I no. have those too. I pushed, I pushed too hard. Be careful, girl. Yes. That's the reason I wax. <laughs> I pushed too hard and it just... The one that's most noticeable is one on my nose, and that's where I got stitches. And it's okay. not even that noticeable, really. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think my most noticeable is the one on my cheek. Because it's yeah. my cheek. It's, like, yeah. right on my face. That's from a pair of overalls. I was, like, messing around with my sister, and I was wearing overalls, which I have not done since and never will again. And it came, it came unhooked, and it slashed me across the face. When I was a kid, it was my whole face. Oh, God. But, like, I've gotten older, and it's shrunk quite a bit. But when I was a kid, it was chin to eyeball. It was, took up my whole face. You poor thing. Oh, this is... I know. It's nothing. <laughs> like, this, this, this is how. When I was younger. I did from a tree branch. I fell out of a tree and it was just me. like. Because my brother convinced me to go feed the dog and it was his turn. Oh. Yeah. There's a teeny tiny scar on one of my ears. Right mm-hmm. by the hole where one of our dogs bit my earring right out. No good. Yeah. Yikes. But yes. <laughs> I just. I'm so clumsy. These are painful. This is a painful tangent. Yes. Yeah. But like I'm just. I'm so clumsy that when my husband called my dad to tell him that I injured myself because I dislocated my shoulder. My dad's response was, shoulder, well, that's a new one. <laughs> Not, oh, no, what could have possibly happened to Bethany? Just, yeah, okay, Bethany fell and hurt herself, but the shoulder, I don't think she's injured her shoulder before. This is a new one. This is a new injury. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the Bethany broken body bingo that apparently everybody plays behind my back. <laughs> So let's get back on track. Um, I like the when she says that he has a gift since he doesn't frighten her. <laughs> or since he does frighten her because most people don't. And she's like, you have a gift. <laughs> she's so, she's so, she's not sassy. I would say she's more of like, I don't know. There's another word for it. but Arrogant. Not, snarky. Snarky. Arrogant. Yeah. yeah something around Spicy. Like yeah. Spicy. Caliente. Spicy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Muy caliente. So, she's barefoot, which is hurting her feet. Fun yeah. fact, Quentin used to call me blackfoot because I don't like to wear shoes. So, my feet get black from the sink, from walking around in the dirt. Same. Same. And he goes still as a stone. And she goes, I called the police. No, you didn't. But he doesn't need to know that. She kind of wants her dad to wake up from the commotion. So, she's probably a little afraid. A little bit afraid. Because she doesn't want to be alone. I want to mention that at least this girl can uh, lie. Right? <laughs> she doesn't seem to have to work at it either. Like, I know, I'm telling her her talent. I'm not very good at lying. <laughs> she I'm must not get guilt gut like me and Cinder. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he ran there, mostly. Mm-hmm. From where? Where does he live and sleep and stay? Yeah. All we know is that you can sometimes find him at the Morrell Farm. Well, from the, our visit to the Morrell Farm, it seems like that's where people go to fight. That doesn't yeah. sound like where he crashes. So I want to know where he lives and sleeps that he ran there. Mm. Maybe he's in really good shape. Maybe it's really far and he's being braggy. I don't know. So she wants to know why you're here. And this is my favorite part. She says she's not afraid. And he says he doesn't want her to be. No, that he is sweet. He doesn't want her to be afraid. And she goes, let's talk. Tattoo, granny, pops. What's going on? Yeah. She's so got much. a lot of questions. Yeah. And she... Tried to get them all out. <laughs> no, 
tells her that he's he's the only one that can give her the information that she's looking for. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he came to her willingly. Yeah, and, she, and he invited the conversation and started the questions. If he was guilty. Wouldn't he have ran as soon as she accused him of kidnapping grandma and and dad yeah, instead yeah. of it coming to her sense. directly yeah. and basically being like, ask away, I've got whatever answers you want. Mm-hmm. And instead, I don't know, that's enough to make me at least trust enough that I'm not as hesitant, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, or cautious. And maybe that's the point. I don't know. Lure you into a false sense of security or whatever. It could be that. Uh, it very well could be that. I th- I don't know. I don't get a lot of bad vibes from him. I don't either. Mm-hmm. He's a fighter, but that's about it. But lots of men are fighters. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, my husband used to bare knuckle box. You guys have met Quentin. Does that sound like anything he would do? No, but that's what he used to do. What? Fun. I fought. Yeah. So. I got beat up a lot. Does that count? <laughs> Oh, I got beat me? up a lot. <laughs> I've never fought and I don't get, and I have not gotten beat up a lot. Well, when I got threatened in... once and I cried. <laughs> when you're in high school, it doesn't matter if you're the one getting beat up, you still get suspended. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. even if you're the one being bullied, one girl actually smacked my head into the asphalt in the parking lot and I got suspended for a week and my mom lit that place on oh, fire. Oh, she God. was f-ing furious. And my mom is one of those mama bears. Mm-hmm. You know, like you poke her and she is terrifying mm-hmm. she walked in there ready to cut somebody mm-hmm. you know how some people have resting bitch face it's my mom true mm-hmm. story you yeah. should meet her i like where she goes how did you find me and he goes <laughs> then he looked her up it's not hard scarlet you live in a tiny town he probably could have just asked any but then there's also this thing called the internet and you run a farm yeah. right and how did you find me? On the side of her ship. Right? Yeah. Like, getting her logo for the farm. And how did, the side of her how did you find me? I wonder. Oh, oh, I wonder. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Oh, my God. But he thought that she needed help, so he came to rescue the damsel in distress. And my, uh, my song, it wasn't me. There are other tattoos like mine. It wasn't me. I think, I think that should be the song title for this. <laughs> I think that was, like, my, I think that was one of my suggestions. Yeah, that's, I, I, yeah, I, I, every time, every time I read, cause that's exactly how it is. It's, it wasn't me, period. And so every time it's like her saying something and him being like, it wasn't me. It's like, that's, anyways. So remember when he was talking about a cult? Well, it was something like that, but it wasn't actually a cult. But culty. But culty. So she says, like, you know, I'll shoot you, right? And he's like, I know. Let me give you some instructions on how to properly shoot someone. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, You're so cocky. Your head looks plenty big from here, which I was almost <laughs> my quote this week. That so is so funny. I was like, I feel this. I like that his laugh is what makes him so different. Mm-hmm. He's this scary guy, like a man possessed when he's fighting, and when he's laughing, the madness is gone, yeah. and it changes his whole facial expression. I love, love, love that. I like her response, too, when she says that she's, uh... He's saying that he was hoping to impress her last night, but it had backfired, and she goes, I'm not usually impressed by men with anger management issues who kidnap my grandmother and follow me around. Yeah. But before she can keep snarking off, he goes, I didn't kidnap your grandmother. It wasn't me. Um, <laughs> Which one? The the snark. The, the snark. snark. <laughs> Just like my alibi, your family won't recognize me. You can trust me. They're not going to know who I am because it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And she thinks about putting the bullet straight between her his eyes, but he's her only lead. She's got nothing else going on, and no one in the town believes her, and the police tell her, basically have told her to f*** off and move on with your life. The cat will come home when it's ready, so she lowers the gun, and he says, I wouldn't trust me either. That's yeah. the last line, yeah. yeah. So what was your quote? My quote is, he laughed, the expression changing everything about him, his stance relaxed, his face warmed. Page 118. Yep. I just like that that small little thing changed everything about him. You know, it's like we just talked about my mom has resting bitch face, but, you know, when she smiles, she's a very different person. Mm -hmm. I have what I'm told is resting kind face. So even when I'm angry, my expression doesn't give way, unfortunately. But I like that. I like that one small thing can change everything about a person. What was your quote, Miss Ashley? quote was, but he was her only lead. He was her only lead. What else is she going to do? Yep. Yeah. That's what I loved about it. Right. So the other song I came up with besides that one was We Both Reached for the Gun from Chicago. Wasn't me. You like it wasn't me better? Okay. So a new segment that we're doing is I will be putting the chapter titles that we come up with for the episodes on our Patreon, and everybody can vote for them. So our Patreon members have already submitted their suggestions, and I will be posting this tonight, and everyone can vote on which one they think is the best one. And then on the next episode, I will tell everyone what the official chapter title is. So it's a wonderful perk of being a part of our Patreon. And now we can start Chapter 12. Chapter 12. We're we're still still with Scarlet. We are still with Scarlet. So we got, which is nice because we haven't seen her since Chapter 8. So it's nice that we get to spend a little bit more time with her. Yeah. Especially for such an intense chapter. So she invites him in, which reminded me of the part in the story where the grandma invites a wolf into her home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it also makes me think of, did anybody ever see the movie The Lost Boys? Yes. It makes me think of the line where he's like, never invite a vampire into your home, dear boy. It renders you powerless. Mm -hmm. It's immediately what it made me think of. Yeah. Also a terrifying movie. Probably one of the scariest movies I've ever watched because I was like nine when I saw it. Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. You probably thought it was funny. I have not seen the other one. I've only seen... It's one of my mom's favorites. So, listeners, if you hear growling, it's because my dogs are trying once again to contribute to our theme of our book. (laughs) So, let the growling that you hear in the background be a sound effect of wolf's inner passion. (laughs) I don't know what else to do. (laughs) So, um... I want to mention that, oh my god, these guys... So, he growled right when Ashley's trying to talk. (laughs) Scamp, it's Ashley's turn to talk. Scamp is your favorite, too. That's it worse. Baby. I like Beowulf because he cuddles, but Scamp and I, we got this thing where I just cuddle him from afar. <laughs> He's like Valkyria, my cat. Yeah, Beowulf needs to be in your face and on your lap, and Scamp is like, you have your space, I have mine. If you want to pet me, that's fine, but do it from over there. <laughs> Definitely, I like that. I respect that. Yes. <laughs> she points at him with a gun, and then... I love the imagery of walking through the hall and seeing, like, all of the pictures. Mm-hmm. I love that he is too tall to walk through the doorway. <laughs> because we know this is... We're 121 pages into the book. Just like with Cinder, we know very little about what Scarlet looks like, other than the fact that she's got red hair. Mm-hmm. And what we can only assume is pale skin and freckles, right? If she has red hair. But maybe that's... Prejudice assumptions? Um, Is that politically incorrect to assume that someone with naturally red hair would have 
pale skin and freckles. Every single person that I've met, um, except for one, has had pale skin and freckles. My mom does not have pale skin, but she has lots of freckles. Yeah, my mom doesn't have red, red hair, but she definitely has the the complexion of it. That's where my, I get my complexion from. My mom has um, sort of auburn red hair, so it's not red in the sense of, like, my husband's yeah. red. But, but anyways, we can... Now we know that she's about a head shorter than him. We talked before about how that's probably about eight to nine inches. If he's so tall, he's almost hitting the door frame. He's got to be six five. Yeah. Quinton is like six two, and he's got a good couple inches between his mm-hmm. head and the door. So I'm going to go with he's about six foot, at least six foot two, six foot five, somewhere in between there, which would make Scarlett five eight, five ten. So she's relatively tall. Yeah. yeah. Which is nice. We don't actually get to see that a lot of representation. It's usually that the person is smaller. Yes. Shorter. Yeah. Yes. So. Tinier. Yeah. Small. Yeah. <laughs> like us, Bethany. Small. Small. I thought you said swole. And no, I'm no, no. Like, I'm getting swole. <laughs> <laughs> so he almost hits the door frame walking in. And this is where we get the description of the photos on page 120. I was going to read it. But Go ahead, read it. Well, I was going to let you read it since you were oh. the one that liked it. His attention shifted to the rotating digital photos on the wall that showed Scarlet as a child munching on raw peas from the garden, golden autumnal fields, her grandmother 40 years younger in her first military uniform. That I resonates do. with me because, like, that's what I have up in my house. Um, I've got pictures of me uh, blowing out bubbles and then kissing a flower. And then I also have... Ones of John and I in our military uniforms. Yeah. No I mean, yet. I have pictures of my husband in his uniform and pictures of us throughout the years. And mm. if you <laughs> if you spend too much time looking at my pictures, you can slowly see weight gain over the years. Because when we got married, I was 110 pounds and I am not 110 pounds anymore. So <laughs> I would say, um, yeah. But I mean, uh, I pretty much had baby, and then it's just bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and then other baby. With, yeah, with Ella, it was like I lived right down the road from a Cold Stone ice cream oh, shop, yeah. so it was really hard. And Nick was deployed for four months when I was pregnant with Ella. He came home so three bored and days hungry before Ella was born. Yeah, yeah. So oh. I ate a lot of ice cream and hung so it's, out. It's all Ella's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so she hides her port screen. And she grabs her red hoodie and a carving knife for comfort. That's what comforts her. A carving knife and a red hoodie. I mean, I like having the red hoodie. I think the red hoodie is cute. Mm -hmm. Now, what kind of hoodie do we picture? Do we picture one with or without a zipper? Without a zipper. Pullover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or with a zipper? Without a zipper. Oh, without a zipper. Yeah, I was going to say without a zipper. I was picturing one without a zipper, too. I was just curious, because there are two different types. Like, right now, I am using one with a zipper, because I can't do the arm thing right now. I see her very much with her hands tucked in, and she's fiddling with her hands most of the time, or with whatever it is that she's got inside of her pocket. Or pulling. Yeah. Or pulling. Yeah. Like, while she's standing there, and she's just kind of standing there with her arms, and just, like, looking at her. She's chilling. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. She just likes to be armed. That's why she needs the knife, I think. Mm -hmm. But he just loves his tomatoes. They... They look good enough to eat. Love that. Do we count? Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you that because they say that if there's six tomatoes. So do we count that as six tomatoes in the count? Oh, I didn't <laughs> think of that. Oh, that's a good one. I, don't uh, I did not, but I will add 
plus six tomatoes. Yeah. Because I was only counting the word. So yeah. that's a good call. I didn't she think that. She counts out the detail. That, might, that means that this might have the most tomatoes yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, like, he tries to play it off like he's not hungry. And it's like, okay, that would be, like, more convincing if you weren't drooling and staring at a bowl full of tomatoes after uh, running all the way here. I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I mean, it's 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. That's when it's it's late. I love that he sits far away from the table. Like, just in case he needs to, like, get out of there really fast. Him sitting back from the table. John yeah. does that, too. John sits really far back because he's so lanky. I, I think in this particular case, it's because he wants a quick escape. And that can um, work, too. But, yeah, I mean, every we've talked about this before, how different body types have different... Uh, what something Quentin always is envious of is almost any time I sit down, I can swing my feet. <laughs> and he hasn't been able to do that in years. So every time I sit down, even when we're in the car, I can swing my feet. Mm-hmm. He's like, that looks like fun. Yeah. <laughs> so he hasn't been able I to do, do that, that in years. When we go to the movie theater and we yes. sit back and like my feet dangle, I feel like a little kid again. I'm like, ah. <laughs> well, I assume you also get to do that, right? Because you're shorter than me. So yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All the time. On the mm-hmm. toilet. A lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I actually have an extra large toilet because I married someone who's really tall, which yeah. means I have one of those little steppers because otherwise I can't use it very well. <laughs> Hell, I, I get into weird positions anyway. Like, when you read a book, I yeah. read it upside down. I get like to sit yeah. on the couch like this with oh. my feet over the When back. I read, I'll, I'll toss yeah. back and forth. Different positions. Different yeah. hips. My elbow, the yep. chin, all this, you, you know? can always tell when I'm getting to an intense part of the book where I'm, like, starting to get stressed out because I don't look relaxing anymore. I'm like this. <laughs> I guess I'm no longer, like, lounging with the book in my hands. It's more, like, right by my face, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, starting to shake, and I'm sitting perfectly straight up like That's I'm funny. on edge. <laughs> that was pretty much, like, the first couple chapters of Scarlet for me was, like, because I was trying to get back to Cinder. So yeah, I was, like, it was just impatient. through and the then, book. And then we read it. We start reading it for the podcast, and it's like, oh, we actually weren't away from Cinder for very long well, at all. I yeah. just dramatized it in my head really fast. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Where's my girl at? Yes. Yes. What is happening in the world? <laughs> so he, he says that he can't imagine what she must think of him after watching the fight. Well, she just called you a psychopath. So maybe psychopath. <laughs> like that's a starter of what she might feel. But he says he lost control and he doesn't normally do that. Yeah. Mm. So does that mean that they don't normally fight to kill? Like we had originally talked about. Yeah. yeah. So not eleven kills. It's just eleven like opportunities to kill. Apparently, he has anger issues. A little bit is what it, it <laughs> is. What it's pointing out is that he is a loose cannon and he can lose it at any point in time. You know who else we've talked about having anger management issues is Scarlet. So <laughs> maybe maybe they can create one of those like anger management anonymous groups or something. Let's go back um, to eating raw peas, two peas in a pod. Oh huh? yeah. <laughs> I have to say, right after that, Scarlett's like, oh, maybe this wasn't a valid career choice. I was like, thanks, Mom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I see you, girl. I see you. So, here we get absolutely no sympathy from Scarlett, which is something we saw a lot of with Cinder. People would pull at her heartstrings, and she's like, whatever. How do we think Cinder would react if she were met with a situation like Scarlett? Let's say that someone kidnapped Peony, that everyone was telling her... It was no big deal not to worry about it. We're not even going to search for her. 
and that now she meets this wolf guy who's a fighter and who might know more about her family. How do we think Cinder would react? Because Cinder's our other protagonist. So how would she react in a similar situation to the way that Scarlet's react? Because I want to say she'd be similar. Yeah. But we don't see Cinder actually being physically aggressive unless it's with med droids. Yeah. I, well, I see Cinder not waiting for anyone else. Like, trying to go yeah. out and find it on her own. Not, not even dealing with her help. Not even dealing with the whole police thing yeah, at all. Not yeah. sticking around long enough to be able to look for help. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Reckless. Mm-hmm. Our cinder is reckless. Yeah, she doesn't think things through at all. She's a uh, she's uh, figure it out first, ask questions later kind of person. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Girl Scarlet is actually thinking not necessarily of the big big picture, but at least of her own personal safety. Yes, self preservation. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with age. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, because we know Scarlet's eighteen, mm-hmm. and yeah. we know that Cinder is sixteen. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. How much do you remember, like, looking back and being like, oh, God, yeah, I was really impulsive when I was 16 years old, you know? It was very I much mean, we change, dive into We change it. even just, you know, two years ago, I was a different person than I am now. Right. You know, and I'm yeah. 30. And right. two years ago when I was 28, there were things that were different about me. If you guys met me when I was 16, you would not recognize me now. Because yeah. there was no rainbows and butterflies and Taylor Swift in my life. Yeah. <laughs> like, people change drastically, even in short amount of times. Yeah. So it's possible. And it's fun. It is really weird to think about how fast that yes. kind of stuff happens. Like it's like a back switch sometimes. Like, wow. Yeah. That yes. was our life not that long ago. That's mm-hmm. what I love working where I am right now. Because I get to be in that environment of remember every single day of when I was 19. Mm. See, Quentin was 24 when he went in. So it's very different for him. Mm-hmm. And it was, it's always been different for him because he's just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. And he also didn't go straight into the military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 24. He went to college and got a degree and got multiple degrees. And yeah, it's actually more a lot of for people for Air Force. Stuff. Yeah. And a lot, but a lot of people do what you do too, where they go straight from high school to the military. They yeah. don't do anything in between. They don't entertain the idea of, let's go work at McDonald's for six years while we work on an associate's degree. They just go done with high school. And this is the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. No. So Nick was working at shops and shop after shop. And he started working at seven 11 and yeah. they fired him the week before Christmas. And that's, that was the catalyst for him. Yeah. Like, he was like, I'm done working crappy jobs. I'm, we're not going to have this in Michigan and I don't want this life for us. So he yeah. joined the military. I was talking to um, some of the students, at uh, the middle school this week because one of them wants to join the military. And then a few minutes later, she, another girl was talking about a different career and then they were talking about their Facebooks. And I was like, I wouldn't put that type of a meme on your Facebook. And she's like, why? I was like, because in 10 years, when you apply for a job, they're going to look at that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, nah. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I work at a local bookstore and they went through my Facebook. Yeah. They are going to go I through that stuff. They are going to look through Facebook those things. And if you put things on there that are yeah. super political, mm-hmm. they might think you're an aggressive person and they might not hire you. Yeah. As well. I mean, it's not, I guess you probably don't have to deal with that because you already have your job. Like you, no, security clearance. Oh, true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you post stuff now. Oh, yeah. I post all sorts of... I post a lot of <laughs> memes. You, you post a lot of stuff that if I were an employer would make me hesitant to hire you. Okay. But you're not looking for a job. No. You're not, yeah. you don't, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, you're also my friend. You're not my friend. Oh, there you are can't ways, see any there of are ways around that when you're an employer, sweetie. 
I'm not saying that there should be, but there are. I don't know anything about computers, so I can't tell you how that's there's, done. <laughs> there's a lot of issues with that kind of stuff. But anyways, we're on topic. So she decides to give him some tomatoes, which makes him so happy. Yes. Because that's all he's ever wanted out of life is tomatoes. And but he was up all night thinking about what was happening mm-hmm. with Scarlet and her family and what they went through. And so was Scarlet. So apparently they have similar... Nighttime mannerisms. I apologize, listeners, if now I can't edit all the, everything out, and we already started recording, so I apologize now if you can hear a ball and a dog running because that's <laughs> that's Amy's kids. No, it's fine. That's Amy's kids playing with my dog's camp. So more sound effects. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like this is life. Welcome to adulthood. Two peas in a pod again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And when she says that that probably wasn't a va- valid career choice, he says, "Well, that may be where it all started." So where, like, where did what all started? Yeah, what? She's baffled by his lack of self-defense because he doesn't even try to be like, no, this is a valid career choice or or I'm not this type of a person or whatever. He's just like, yeah, maybe you're right. And she's like, oh, I was waiting for a rebuttal. I was ready to get my snarkiness out again. She needs to go feed the chickens. And he says it's so peaceful here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is basically what Scarlett was saying at the beginning yeah. of it. Yeah. I have underlined red underneath that. I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh at that because it's like... Maybe know. she saw his Facebook. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> she saw the pictures of fighting and, and F- FCC and things like that. She was like, no. Oh, well. No. <laughs> we don't need that kind of violence No, here. we don't. <laughs> oh, my God. We work with the... T- so she's like, all right, I'm done with this. What's the tattoo? Yes. And we learned about his cult. E. Cult. Yeah. <laughs> so it's L-S-O-P-9-6-2. And yes. we get quite a few A-catches here. It was a gang. It was his biggest mistake. <laughs> Basically, they were people, what did they say? They were vigilantes disguising themselves as harbingers of change, but they were pretty much just criminals. Yep. Do you guys know the song Wolves by Selena Gomez? Yes. No. The whole time I heard him talking about the gangs, I was like, I've been running through the jungle, I've been... Yes. The lyrics, I was like, wow, these actually fit really well. She's trying to save somebody. The wolves are getting in the way. She's trusting strangers that she shouldn't be because she wants to find this person. Like, this fits really well. Mm -hmm. So, he wants to get the tattoo removed if he can ever afford it. So, it's still... Expensive. Expensive. Yeah. I was kind of thinking it would be... More normalized and less evasive. Invasive. Less invasive. So it's more painful to get it removed from what I've been told. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, mean, I know that. But I, I, I meant financially speak. Well, I guess it's still, considered, it's still considered like a, a personally elective type thing. So yeah. I guess maybe it would still be an expensive procedure, especially if he doesn't make enough money to buy tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <Aww. laughs> Poor guy. So he left the game, but he doesn't really tell us why. And Scarlet's like, well, so what? They take innocent people for no reason? Wolf's like, oh, they have a reason. We just don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, but Grandma. Grandma. Grandma Benoit. Grandma Benoit. Granny Benoit. I think Grammarie. Because French. Mm. Mine is... Grammier. Grandma. And then I have Grandma Joy. And I got Granny. 
my mom's mom. We called her Grams. And there's Grandma Barb, which is my bonus mom's mom. <laughs> and I called her husband my pappy. So she wants to know what these criminals would want with her grandmother if they're harbingers of change. She says, well, what do they want in general? What are these people, what are they interested in? They want to start a war. They want weapons. They want weapons. What do they want weapons for? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for like any type of really bad gang, they always do want weapons. You need though. something, right? I yeah. mean, she has weapons. She's holding a carving knife. Why do you need a weapon, Scarlet? Do you think that the gun that she, her sidearm, is the same gun that she had when she pulled it out on Wolf this time? I don't know. I think it's like a shotgun or something. I think it's like a shotgun, but I can't remember if they specified in the chapter, but yeah. I have a feeling Scarlet's not the type of person who only has one gun. I feel like they're hidden around her house. Yeah. I think it's a shotgun. I was thinking that she had like a bear, like she's standing on top of a, the, the porch. Yeah. Almost like aiming it at him and like, your head looks pretty good from here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so what's that, what's that farmer saying? Have you ever found a body in 40 acres of land? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> So, workers start arriving at the farm, so at least she's no longer alone with him, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, Wolf keeps saying he doesn't know. He doesn't know what they want with Grandma. If they took Grandma, it must be because she has information. She was in the military, right? Yeah. Maybe they want weaponry, and she's like, eh, I don't believe you. Well, don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have anything else to go off of. How did I know you were going to say that? (laughs) Like, I think I read it, and that's what came in my head, and I was like, that's something Bethany would say. Don't ask. If you don't want to know, don't ask. I firmly believe that. So, um, he laughs humorlessly. He basically says she doesn't know, and she goes, give me an educated guess. Right? Because he must know something. Obviously, it was a gang that he was a part of, and he should have more information on it than just guesses. Yes. Like, like how long ago was he away from this group? It doesn't sound like very long. It kind of sounds like he just got away because he's new in town, right? So should we assume he left the gang and got to town at the same time? Yeah, I would assume so. I kind of think, I love Scarlet. I really do. But she's so dumb. My grandma wouldn't know anything about weapons. If nothing else, the bitch was in the military. She knows something, and she gave you a gun for your 11th birthday. What do you mean? She doesn't know anything about weapons? Come on. Maybe she's taking, like, mass destruction weapons. I mean, I guess so, but we know that she knows at least something about weaponry and that she was in the military, so it's kind of dumb to be like, well, my grandma wouldn't know anything about weapons. No, my grandma wouldn't know anything about weapons. Yours most likely does. Yeah. Well, I think this is just her being naive of her grandma's past. Yeah, like, like we she, talked about before, yeah. she doesn't know enough about who her grandmother was before she, she was her she grandmother. Does. She thinks that this is the person that she is, but she but really doesn't know that much about mm-hmm. her. Yeah. And this is just another, like, push at at just noticing how much she doesn't know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So she says that grandma's just a farmer. What would she know about all of this? And he goes... Unless you can think of something else that she might be involved in. Yeah. Yeah. So do we think that he knows about Grandma maybe being involved with the princess? Because it kind of sounds like he's leading her down a path of... He knows What else could Grandma be involved... Like, almost like he's guiding the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? For her Like, setting her up it. to answer questions. Yeah. Yeah. So she says, well, I'm just going to go find them. And he says, that would be suicide. And she goes, I wasn't asking your permission. Yeah. I don't need your opinion. Nobody no, asked which you. Which is a very scarlet thing to a say. A very scarlet thing yeah. to say. Yes, not a lecture. 
Not a lecture. I was going to skip to the fact that she's like, yeah, I'm going to go, and then opens up the door, and there's nothing there. It's empty. The driveway's empty. Yeah. Yeah. She. So it's been 18 days since Granny left, and the hysteria line gave me a little bit of chills. But he says it's too dangerous, and she says, I need information. Not a lecture. <laughs> yeah, that on the line, too. She looks at him, and she goes, do you know what they do, what they're capable of? He was in the gang. And you saw him almost murder a man last night with his bare hands. Pretty sure he knows what they're capable of, Scar. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Pretty sure. Maybe that's where he learned all of it from himself. I'm just saying. So, like you said, Dad leaves and takes the car, or the 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 hover ship. And so, in true Marissa Meyer fashion, we have a very quick ending to the chapter. Cliffhanger! Cliffhanger! Mm -hmm. So, what was your quotes? It's so peaceful here. I like that one. Yeah. It just, it, it's nice to have. It's the same with Thorn. There's a lot of stressful stuff going on and a lot of scary stuff, and it's nice to have a little bit of calm, serenity, and moments of laughter with all this stuff going on. Yeah. Mine was from 124. It's Harbingers of Change. Ooh, nice. I like that one. I thought it was powerful. It is a powerful way of saying because Because they're not just vigilantes. Yeah. It's no, a much bigger phrase than vigilante. Reminds me kind of like the V for Vendetta and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what it reminds me. It kind of reminds me of, um, because like a vigilante or even just a gang of vigilantes, I mean, that could just be that they're correcting small situations. Harbingers of change, that's like, we want a revolution, you know? Yeah. Like so I feel like, yeah. Such, yeah. So I feel like I feel like that makes a big separation. There's like a big difference between the two. For sure. For sure. For sure. I'm gonna go with. I'm not gonna hire you. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I saw your Facebook. <laughs> you, you don't stand a chance, sir. No, even though you were really good with the chickens. So as I said before, my chapter title is "Wolves" by Marshmello and Selena Gomez. So Ashley has not heard that song, and I am not a singer. So the words are, I've been running through the jungle. I've been running through the woods to get to you. I've been down the darkest alley, saw the dark side of the moon to get to you. I, what is it? I put my love in every stranger, took too much to ease my anger, all for you. I've been running through the jungle to get to you. I like it. Right? Like like that was spinning through my head the entire time I was reading this chapter. Ella has me play that song all the time. (laughs) Me and Ella have the same taste in music. (laughs) She loves Marshmallow. I know. She loves Marshmallow. So, did you guys have any chapter titles? No, I didn't. Mm No? Okay. Well, then, like I said, those are going to go up on the Patreon. And next episode, I'll tell you what we picked. So, for this episode, we had 11 tomatoes, thank you, Amy, Mm -hmm. and 11 Easter eggs. And the Easter eggs just keep coming. I've been reading ahead, you guys. Yay! They're so many, and they're so fun. And remember, if you join our Patreon, you'll get to see what all of those Easter eggs are, and join our Spoiler Zone discussion, which has been really great this week. We're talking about a really... A lot of cool spoiler stuff that we don't get to talk to you about on the (laughs) podcast because we're spoiler free. So (laughs) next time we're going to cover chapters 13 and 14. Don't forget to fill out our listener feedback survey. You can find it on the website. I'm a singer, but it's not very good. I like like singing bad. Um, Um, It's on our Patreon and the link is also in our Instagram bio. So don't forget to go and do that. Follow us on Instagram, rate, review, and subscribe. 
You could say check out our Patreon. Oh. Check out our Patreon. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> www.patreon.com slash princekaifampod. And real quick, because I completely forgot about it. Big thank you to Renegade underscore Anarchist on Instagram, because I cannot believe I forgot this. This morning, Marissa Meyer posted that she was on another podcast, and this girl commented about our podcast. I saw that this morning. That was so cool. We love the shout out. Someday (laughs) we want her to know we exist. So thank you very much for doing things like that. And until next time, don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Don't get glamored. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guests were Ashley Leonard and Amy Hall. The logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening.